Welcome back, Cartel. I have a jam-packed episode tonight with our token Freemason. I hate calling him that because it sounds kind of derogatory, really, because he's a fucking awesome guy. But anyway, we uh, we initially just started to talk about uh, Russia versus Ukraine and how that connects to the uh, Kazarians and... If you haven't looked up who the Kazarians are, then you should look them up. Uh, we think they're, like, probably the top dogs of, you know, controlling fucking everything. This whole reality we're living in. Like, um, Black Sabbath has a song called The Masters of Reality. That's probably who the Kazarians are, right? Who knows? I mean, like, Illuminati, that's an initial, like, entry fee into the conspiracy world. But anyway, we go all over the place and... Uh, Dude, it's just we we talk about um, Marilyn Manson. Uh, we talk about uh, his band. We talk about the Second Coming of Christ. Uh, you name it, it's all in here and uh, action-packed, action-packed show, folks. Uh, we go off on a lot of tangents, so just prepare yourself for that. And uh, <clears throat> you know, you know what to do. Uh, smoke a dube. Drink a beer, do what you gotta do, relax and enjoy the show. Please and thank you, and I love you all. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of the Red Pill Cartel. I'm your host, David Wavy, and I have returning guest, Stefano Emilio. How you doing, brother? I have returned. That's great. I'm good. How are you? Returning champion. <laughs> Am I yeah. still? Am I? Am I still up there with uh, the the original? You're you're on like the top six, I think. Oh, nice. So that's good. One the, yeah, bad. one of the episodes I did like uh, a few a couple weeks ago took the fucking top spot. Beautiful. That's good. Like, Holy shit! Nice. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's like I haven't been doing as many. Like I used to be. I used to be. Uh, I know you were going pretty hardcore for a while. Yeah, two or three a week and shit. And I started noticing. I'm like, you know what? Too much. Yeah, it's a little too much. I think I don't think a, a lot of people. I don't think the audience can like, you know, crack down and listen to everything right away, right? So, I kind of started like, you know, searching for other guests and stuff, like unique guests that other podcasters don't have on because I find it's just too much of a fucking echo chamber, and I'm not really into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's good to have certain guests that do make the rounds because they if if there's they've got something that like you know everyone's audience needs to hear type thing, um, I could see that like, but in this case, uh, going after more unique guests, maybe getting that that one guest first before right. they explode and are wanted. Like you get the exclusive. You you had the first one, you know. Uh -huh. um, that could be definitely a good way to go. But honestly, regardless, I think instead of diluting the whole thing, it's good to kind of maybe take a step back, maybe do like, I don't know, two or three a week, um, spend more time promoting each one and kind of let each one kind of, you know, give it time to breathe and, and sink in. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I noticed like pulling back, like I'm doing like one a week now. Or like maybe one or two, right? Yeah. And it's like I pull back and I still watch that play count go up and up and up. I'm like, holy shit, okay. Maybe like people are, you know, they don't have as much time to listen to my stupid ass voice 
but they know they put it on the back burner to listen later, to, listen to later, right? So I think it's kind of a good thing. Definitely a good thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, like I'm just trying to figure out like this whole fucking Russia, Ukraine thing, because I don't think anybody knows exactly what's going on. Um, there's a lot of speculation. Yes. You know, you got, you got like the Q side. Going, oh, I'm, I'm on that side, man. I'm on you that are on side. that side? Okay. I have... I'd like to hear your perspective on that because I, I know other people that are like, if any of you Q-tards are think that <laughs> the good guy, then you're a fucking moron. This no, and that, because right? people can't see. This is the problem. And this is, dude, this, this is um, another beautiful example that backs up the entire first interview we did okay the idea right. where people have this 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 very immature intellectually lazy idea that everything has to be black and white oh my god if you're with putin you're with the devil or you're you know what like you can't or they're the bad guys it's like what if things are way more gray and difficult like you know it, it's geopolitics is a, is a dirty game and right now putin isn't a great guy but that doesn't mean he doesn't love russia i'm not saying he loves his people but he does love the power of russia he wants to maintain control and and a certain level of competition within the geopolitical sphere right q mother wants- russia by iron maiden there you go, right? <laughs> you know, it's right. Russia, it's the homeland, you know? Yes, but, but Russia has a very rich, 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 rich history. And and so, once again, is, is he a bad guy for that? His means might be bad. His mean, He's kind of like what he would consider. I think he would consider himself almost a benevolent dictator. Okay. Sure. sure. Kind of like a Gaddafi or 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 a, you know. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, can you really fault him for for not wanting NATO to encroach and have bio labs, uh, you know, like that are producing um, all sorts of 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 supposed viruses and bioweapons of all kinds? Uh, you know, there's like twelve or thirteen of them that were NATO or, or U.S. funded. Um, in Ukraine, and those are the first areas, and it just so happens that you know every the, the, the first day where where the supposed invasion happened. Um, I'm not saying shit's not going on. Like, don't get me wrong, right? You know, shit's going down. But like, what we're seeing um, is is there's a strategic. lot of fabrication. Yeah, absolutely, a lot of fabrication, yeah. right? But all the first targets were military and were happened to be those bio labs because it just they coincided with all the same like general areas and, and towns slash cities where, where they were in. And it just so happened that the embassy um, removed all records of those off the website. And of course, there was like, you know, people were spreading around the archive uh, stuff like the Wayback Playback type type stuff. Um, where, where all those, um, you know, the evidence of those websites were there. So you could see that they were, there were, you know, level four bio labs and such, um, there. And I mean, we know there's, there's hundreds of them, um, but would you want that kind of on the edge of your border that supposed cabal could use at any time? You know, like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, 
right? So, you know, oh, you know, it's, it's you know, Putin and, and Trump, they're like best friends and Putin's a good No, that's fucking bullshit, you know, right? <laughs> Trump's not stupid either, right? right? Trump's playing the game. So is is Putin. Putin's not stupid, like, you know, and, and there's some interesting stuff about him, man. Like, even today, I, I heard, uh, I can't obviously listen, I'm not putting any uh, weight in this. This is just total speculation but at some point um there was a secret society that was formed within the russian orthodox church as an anti-bolshevik an anti um i hate to use the word zionist okay but i'm only going to use that i'll use anti cabal i guess anti yeah that's order. probably yeah because i hate the that whole thing i think you know what let's call them what they are the kazarians mm-hmm. um and i hate using i hate uh, and i really dislike when i see memes going around um where it's jew this jew that and it's like we can't like that's it's just anyway um not to start going off on crazy oh, uh, cannabis-driven trend. Oh, yeah. yeah that, 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 that's whole a, tangent, yeah, that whole, whole show. That's a whole uh, show. Is uh, the Kazarians are the fake Jews, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Fake, right? They, they have, it's, 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 it's a whole thing. They have used the Jewish people um, as a shield, and they've used them as a target to, to, to gain influence by making them kind of like – you know, the Wizard of Oz idea or, or, or it's like prop up this idea of, oh, these greedy Jews. And but when in reality, it's like they're creating the anti Jewish sentiment, the anti Semitic sentiment to manipulate, you know, all sides. Right. And yes, and, everybody and, like globally. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's not even, even people. down to the individual of like just a regular layman like that's right and just like islam just like radical islam and is not islam it's not muslims it's not you know like there's there there's there's, there are these uh deep false facets of 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 you know um of these religious groups these fanatic groups that are they're all roughly manipulated as we know by the by the same same people in the end so it's they don't represent the the like the actual religions that they they are just it's all a cover for whatever nefarious agendas they hold anyway let's go back to the whole QAnon thing so what i believe is happening okay what i believe is happening is that putin has his own agenda and his agenda is to protect his country his agenda is to become a world power and to make the world a bipolar power okay so in the sense where uh, the west or at least in this case perhaps america through america first maga policy and russia through russia first policy can become the two major powers uh possibly we add china if china can be <clears throat> cleaned up uh the latest that i've heard is that uh russia is asking the aid of china <clears throat> that's an interesting thing but yeah how much is that do we know you know, is that part of the BS? Is well, that yeah, well, that's whatever? what they're saying on the Communist News Network. Yeah, okay, <clears throat> exactly. So there you go. And so usually whatever the Communist News Network Invert, does inverted. is that's inverted. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So we have to look that, you know, that that's probably not the case. Just like most of the attacks in, in areas that were civilians were either done by those extreme nationalistic borderline Nazi, you know, neo-Nazi groups that are run by, you know, they're, they're Ukrainian 
and cabal controlled groups you know it, it's not it's not the russians and that's the thing and you know there's just so much bs going on you know not to say that there aren't going to be asshole russian troops here and there not to say that you know i'm sure shit has gone down but not you know at all what in a in a manner that that is is congruent with how the media is portraying it of course so i well, think for, what, i i believe what, taiwan uh, is coming next right definitely taiwan oh, is coming next yeah for like for instance you have zelensky who is a president yet he played <laughs> like that's number one right there that you should look at and go hmm this thing's pretty fucking suspect yeah you know? yeah and my Talk dad about life my, imitating art you know yeah, my, art. my dad today i'm in the kitchen and my dad's in the living room and he goes you know for a guy who used to be an actor and a comedian and is now the president he's sure he's sure looking pretty ballsy yeah. and i'm like dad like don't believe everything you see on tv <laughs> he's a good actor exactly and, and he's pretty that should pretty, tell you everything yeah and he can dance in nine inch uh goth boots or whatever it is he wears in that like that weird video music video commercial thing yeah that's why he was the chosen puppet yeah yeah hey what can you do right but he's definitely uh it seems like they're going to uh try to run an exiled government out of poland and what i think is going to happen is that putin's going to go in and set up <clears throat> through uh russian loyalist uh military people in the ukraine he's going to kind of like consolidate that those powers and then we're going to see kind of like a big propaganda war between <clears throat> the putin backed um side of ukrainian mps like you know politicians and military as well as the ones that are uh, bought out bought and paid for you know part of the cabal that will be run out of a foreign country um that's kind of what i see as happening so it's pretty fucking wild man do you see so do you think that putin is against the cabal yeah 100 100 100 i'm like yeah it's well i'm saying as as much as it takes for him to get what he wants okay i listen listen <clears throat> what's happening right now they were removed off the swift system so now they're going to be on their own system they have forced all of their businesses to bring all of their websites and all of their internet um servers everything to be hosted on russian soil okay and they all have to have a russian uh addresses um like dot are you um you know like there, there's all these things they're going to basically be be re establishing their own system and even monetarily they're going to go back to a gold standard right yeah hello right like fiat currency be damned yeah let's see what happens you don't think that there's kind of something going on if we're if that part and 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 how many of russia's allies are going to have to now switch to their system exactly they are dependent how many countries in the Eastern Bloc. So now what happens, right? What happens to the West? The West has lost a huge chunk, right? And and that's going to further entrench more issues within the US. I think we're going to see things get far worse um, economically. I think it's going to get to a point probably where uh, the the American civil servants, you know, Democrat or or or, or Republican, like Rhino, whatever, uh, 
they're going to start to, to, to bail. Um, like it's got to, I think it's going to get so bad that, that you're going to see um, major, like, you know, uh, rats abandoning a sinking ship type, <laughs> type idea. Right. Um, right. And then that, that's going to be, I think part of what could be a trigger for military stepping in. Uh, Cause something's got to happen. I mean, it's just so bizarre from day one. This whole Biden thing has been a joke. Let's let's not kid Dude, ourselves. Dude, it's, it's been fucking like it's bizarre. Absolutely. When has this ever oh, happened? Oh, bizarre. You know, Bizarro from Superman. Like everything's is inverted. It? Yeah, it is yeah, bizarre. It's, uh, it's like it, it's, it's like, like how can this joke. guy possibly fucking run a country? Right, and and it's a laughing stock. People ha- are watching this, and they're thinking to themselves, "Like, am I dreaming? Like, is this reality?" It feels like How a fucking is- Twilight Zone, dude. Yeah, it does. It does. But it's almost like it's manufactured to be that way. I don't know. It's just really strange. I I, I believe one hundred percent with all of my being that, like, everything that we're seeing right now is completely manufactured and manipulated to get to what they want, right? Like this whole what do you do you think what do you think about this whole great reset thing when it when it comes to Russia? Ooh. Well, I think that they were uh a part of the World Economic Forum to just have a seat at the table, right? To kind of like keep your enemies close cuz now okay. they're out of it, right? And if you if you remember, he's um Putin has, has had some interesting interviews um at the World Economic Forum over the years. Um, there was one, I think in 2016 or 2017, where he he was pretty forthcoming with, you know, accusing the West and the bankers and, and kind of like, you know, I forgot, he didn't call it the new world order. He, he called it, I believe the, the, the unilateral order or something like that. I, I don't, that was the trans, like the rough translation from Russian, um, I wish I could remember exactly when he when he said that, but but I vaguely remember. So like he's always used it as a platform. Um, I I just think that you know, as a conspiracy realist, um, someone with critical thinking skills, um, when you've got George Soros, when you have the bought and paid for fake news media going all in on something it's best to take a double look you know it's it's best to to kind of be like hmm if they're propping up this guy you know it's got to be a reason yeah. if they're going at if they're pointing fingers hard on that guy hmm what did this guy do to to uh you know to piss well, off exactly, the elites that's exactly what i'm saying when it comes to everything you watch on cnn you should just invert it and then you can start finding your answers, right? Yeah. Yeah. You mean like anything, you you kind of like that should be the lens you begin with and then you verify, right? Because who knows? Maybe every once in a while they might get something half right. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's you- the thing. They mix half truth, right? Yeah, um, like I was to. listening listening to uh, uh, the CNN today. They were talking about how um, there's a lot of like uh, fake footage from like the sci-fi movie and this and that. And it's That's like, right. they use that because of the, a lot of the fabrication that's going on. Uh, you have, uh, there's this guy on Twitter and his name is Les Luthor. Mm-hmm. And he's 
traveling the Ukraine and he's like fucking taking pictures and film footage of these people filming staged events. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. the thing. Like we're getting this from a different source. So CNN has to, and a lot of people are talking about it. So CNN has to jump in and say, oh, this is from, this is fake footage from a sci-fi movie that people yeah. are saying disputing us conspiracy theories. And it's like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have to do that to try and like, quote unquote, debunk anybody who's questioning the narrative, right? It's yeah, fucking man. It's fucking what? Insane. It's insane. That's exactly what it is. But it's so insane that it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. Right? Unfortunately. Not a lot of people like you and I, but... No, but it works on a lot of people like you and I, right? Oh, for sure. Because look what happens, right? There, there are people that, you know, one second we're going on about like, you know, vaccine mandates and, and mm-hmm. COVID and, and, you know, the is our virus is real. Like we're having some deep, you know, uh, we're questioning some big, some big, uh, big ticket items here. And and all of a sudden, this whole Ukraine thing starts, and they're like, "Bam!" The first person with the uh, you know the Ukrainian flag on their profile. Like this, it's it's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> did you yeah, not dude. just learn from the last two years that you were dishing, like talking about the media and how they're lying about this, and just right off the bat, dude? Was- I'm telling you, just when I thought I got my dad like off the hook of all the lies about COVID and everything from CNN. Now he's glued to CNN again. <laughs> but that's like, why right they had to ditch. They had to ditch the COVID narrative because it's yeah. over. It's done now. Here in Canada, they're holding on to it for dear life. But I, I can't. You know, it's over. It's over here as well. They've got a couple months to to even drop the federal mandates, um, and they're gonna hope and pray that 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 we're gonna be too distracted with this war to notice the digital ID uh, infrastructure. So now did they get what they want? Did they get all the provinces to create this QR code system that now they can integrate in the federal system? It may or may not have a vaccine mandate associated with it. It could be something else, right? right. Because it seems like they lost that one. But, but it I'm does sure- seem like this uh, digital ID system is getting out now. That's right. That's right. So I mean, I, I, I just, I just went to go renew my passport. And, um, um, you know, some people I know were like, oh, why bother? Uh, you know, it's, it's all going to be digital anyway. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah. So, no, because I like to have a hard copy. Get one for yeah. good for 10 years. Digital systems can – infrastructure can crumble, can fall. Uh, you know, 100%. An attack, cyber attack could happen. Um, I could say no to the whole digital ID system. Hold on to my real hard copy. You know, um, identification, passport, all that stuff, and get the hell out of this country with my family, let's just say. And we can go other places where the digital system may or may not be, you know, being used. Cause I got a hard copy of, you know, my passport. Like, you know, like it's just. Dude, it's the same thing with fucking my, my entire CD collection was taken from me uh, from a storage uh, break in, right? Yeah. And I was heartbroken, like my old vinyl that I had from from when I was a kid, you know. And it's like I was a hardcore CD collector, and now it's like I'm not gonna invest the money again. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> a few days you're ago, gonna buy, you're gonna buy our our, our LP, right? Of the, course, the record. Yeah, of we course. might put out a tape too. I'm thinking about it. Apparently, dude. Yeah, fuck back. yeah. 
Well, we're yeah, not going to do a CD because I don't even have, I don't have a CD player in my car anymore. So if I don't have a CD player, nobody all gets CDs. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a record player in my house, dude. Um, yeah, Sonic Records downtown has uh, cassettes. Yeah, I think we're gonna do it. I was talking to my buddy. He says it's picking up big time in the hip hop community and rap community. So I'm yeah. thinking that you know I might come back and rock and stuff like like the the nineties and early two thousands when people used to pass their demo tapes around. Oh, the good old days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll do a limited run. Like you no know, one knows who we are again. You know, like we're starting from scratch, pretty much. Yeah. Kind um, of weird, but kind of cool at the same time. But you'll have people like me that'll get you on the show and promote you and stuff. So that'd be great. I know, like, <laughs> we're probably going to be playing a show more than likely at the Rock Pile. Oh, you were in there. Yeah, that's probably where we're going to play our first gig. Um, uh, Jake is uh, Jake Hamilton, uh, our drummer and producer engineer, co-producer engineer. Because I mean, I co I produce as well. Um, he has got a really good relationship with those guys and uh the sound in that place is amazing jake Devin, yeah it is it is great great engineer sound engineer and he was the engineer for like our ever like first show back in 2005 funny enough but uh we played like three times i think at the rock pilot um and and my god i love that stage it's great it's a fun place to play awesome um yeah so where i was going with that with the whole cd collection thing is that uh, Spotify went down a few days ago, yes. for like five six hours? Yeah, and I, I honestly, dude, I didn't know what to do with myself because I, I listen to music like almost constantly, right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm at, I'm you at have Apple Music. I don't know. Yeah, and I, uh, I mean, I, I have to now. Actually, I'm dealing with Apple Music right now, trying to get access to uh, our band's um, profile. But uh, yeah, try that maybe as a backup, just in case. Spotify goes down. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't want to pay for two premiums. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you're right. Don't do that. Screw yeah. I don't want to say anything bad about that. Spotify is a decent price for what you get, man, for premium. It's like I, I, I've i been with it for like four years now, and I just I love it so much. <laughs> I, I enjoy Spotify as well. Um, I enjoy it. It sucks that, you know, I mean, with the whole Joe Rogan thing, and they have done some censoring. Um, but it is what it is. It's the biggest, you know, streaming service next to Apple. Yeah, music and and YouTube now. Music. Um, but it's a it's a for a product. I mean, as a average person, it's fantastic. You know, um, bands don't really make much from it, but you know, there's uh, I don't think streaming really is should be what bands rely on for income. That's for sure. Right. And as someone who's got to kind of like restart their band in a whole new environment. Um, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a complete different, different perspective. Although there were, there were ideas that we were coming up with, you know, five, six years ago when we tried to kind of start the band up again, but then unfortunately, uh, you guys got a lot to rock about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's the cool thing too. It's like now is kind of like the time, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. Going back, to like the, I, uh, I hear a lot of bands uh, talking about like not COVID really, but like the manipulation involved yes, with it in their yes. music. It's like, yeah, this is what I want to listen to, you know? Yeah, and I think that's gonna be 
a whole kind of like a whole new, you know, theme that 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 multiple artists on very uh, various uh, genres can can talk about. I mean, you know, some already have, right? What you, you listen to the new Muse uh, song, you know, I won't stand down. What do, you, what do you think that's about? I mean, I mean, it can be about a lot of things, but you know, it just it seems it from, relates it, to it. It relates to yeah, some kind of like you pulled the wool over my eyes. I've realized it. And now you can't do that anymore. You know yep. what I mean? Now. So um, you've got so you, Donald has, 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 you know, referenced stuff and several songs. So Who, sorry? Uh, Tom McDonald. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. He's on top of that. Yeah. Not my favorite genre, but. I, I like him. Yeah, and I like some other guys like Dax. Yeah, and uh, you know that it's it's definitely not my favorite genre either, but I definitely appreciate it. And and for uh, sure, <laughs> you know, like even Kanye, man, I'm not gonna lie. Like I really go back to listen to some early stuff, and even some of his new stuff. It's like, you know, I don't yeah. know. The guy's always done thing kind of his way, you know. At least you know when he wasn't under some kind of MK Ultra Kim Kardashian mind control. Uh, <laughs> but AKA, other than that, aka yeah. booty, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or worse, or who knows, maybe yeah, handler, who knows, dude? Uh, it's like fucking Rosemary's baby, man. I'm telling you, you, like, there you go. You, you you sacrifice your unborn child and you get everything you want, like to your heart's desire, right? Do you think that shit is real, man? Like seriously. Uh, yeah, yeah. On some level, I do. Like, listen, man. There's a lot of stuff that I poo-poo, right? There's a lot of conspiracy stuff that I. I let me I, let me stop you for a sec. You sound sure. very. Different. You're sounding very distant. Am I? What about yeah. that? Uh, something. Hello. Hello. Yep. 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 We good? Yep. You're good. All right. Okay. Okay. So, um, Jesus, now I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, the sacrificial lamb gain success. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I believe, I believe it's it's it happens. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's probably exaggerated. Um. Like we did talk about this in one of the earlier episodes that we've done um, with Angelina Jolie. And she's kind of, they've, she's, you know, was secretly recorded talking about being invited to like some kind of like, you know, um, ritual like uh, BDSM type thing. Yeah. She actually uh, like, there's that, like a video of her talking. That's right. That's right. Right. So like, you know, it's clear that there is some kind of rite of passion passage um that occurs at that level and people have talked about it um it's just hard to know you know how extreme to what level who's truly been affected by it um because speaking in absolutes is just unfortunately like not something that we can all we can do we can like I can say, like my belief is, I believe that yeah, something does occur in that in that vein um, to get to certain levels. It and seems whether to it's me like there is a sacrifice of some kind, you know. 
Yeah, and like whether the ritual actually fucking works or if it's just their belief system. That's right? it. That's it yeah. too, right? And that's what the other thing that really pisses me off about conspiracy culture. When 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 I have someone who tells me, um, and you know, they're they're coming from a very, very well intentioned place, but they're telling me that unless you know, like I repent, uh, give up Freemasonry in all forms, no matter what my beliefs are, uh, you know, I'm going to hell or or whatever. And oh, like, that's like right? just like if you play Dungeons and Dragons, you're going to fucking hell, right? Like that's it's right. absurd. It's yeah, exactly. It's, it's it's completely absurd. But the idea that really what really bothers me, though, is the idea that they believe that no matter what your reality and your everyday experience, no matter um, what your deepest intentions are, right, if something in the organization wasn't perfect or there were some nefarious you know, something that has occurred that like automatically that affects you or automatically you are secretly uh, being made to worship something that you don't realize. Right. So in this case, it's like, oh, well, you know, if you're a Mason, even though you have a lodge that opens up on the Bible and you guys and there's a lot of, you know, biblical type of uh, stories and, and aspects to to uh, you know Judeo-Christian values that are talked about and, and emphasized and blah, 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 blah. No matter what, at the top, it's Luciferian. So you are secretly, you know, empowering Lucifer. It's like, no, but that's not the case, right? Like, and we've mentioned this before, where it's like, it's your intention, your reality, your experience. You can't tell me that I'm secretly worshiping something when I'm not. If I'm right. the creator, benevolent God, and that's what are my intention and love you know, if I'm coming from that space, it doesn't matter what some dudes in a fucking room and the other half of the world, what other inner circle secret society may, may, you know, you know, may exist. That doesn't matter to me. Yeah. That does not affect my reality. Right. Meanwhile, meanwhile, cartel, I asked um, Stefano uh, before he got on the show tonight to uh, uh, drop slaughter a lamb and, uh, Put a put a pen, paint a pentagram in its blood, and then masturbate into the pentagram so that he can make my podcast successful. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, fingers crossed, though. <laughs> fingers crossed. See, like it's just absurd to me. It's like, like none of that is my intent. So why? How could you judge me just because I'm a Freemason? That's right. Uh, you know, like that I'm and, gonna go fucking burn in the lake of fire for eternity. That's right. And and here's another kicker, like. Once again, uh, everything is not about being a 32nd, 33rd degree. Like, that's just a, another body of free me. It's, it's a whole other business part. You know, it's, it's a whole other, it's an appendant body. Like, the higher degrees are, like, they're really, degrees don't mean anything at the end of the day, right? It doesn't matter, like, high degree, high ranking, low ranking, side ranking, you know, like, upside down ranking, Mason. I don't care. Like, it's, it's. It's always going to be an administrative type circumstance if anything goes down. You know what I mean? If there's anything nefarious or anything happening, it, it is the, it's never going to be like – it has nothing to do with, with, with the actual – like Freemasonry in and of itself. You know, it's it's gonna right. be it's gonna be like 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 all organizations like UNICEF or 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 anything. Anything. church. That's right, the church itself, right? So uh, it doesn't matter the it, it's how it's being used by the people that are within that organization, and when it's a very 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 small percentage, 
you know, do they really speak for everybody? No, they don't. You know, that's it's just another, you know, uh, example of taking the baby out with the bathwater. And that's happening right now as the media is pointing finger at Russians. And it's okay now on Facebook to to, uh, to utter death threats to Russians and to Putin, this, that, and the other. That's okay. It's disgusting. Uh, right? But and, and it's hyper – we're living in a hyper-reality moment, right? Like things are just freaking bizarre and and – and there are lessons to be learned here. And, and I think the biggest, the community that needs to learn it the most is conspiracy culture. The normies, you know what? They're going to get it in time. But like a lot of us, really, we really need to, to get back to checking facts and to understanding that we need to get to source material and we need to not be lazy. And, and, and we can have these discussions and we can speculate. But like when we get angry and so like, you know, um that's a problem like yeah. every group can be radicalized including Correct. us right like yeah. and we are our own worst enemy yeah so realistically just like i blame freemasonry too um and how grand lodges in north america have i don't know like they've just they've allowed things to kind of get worse by you know, because for, for years, it was always about deny, deny, deny. Everyone's a crazy conspiracy theorist, right? Like that's um, that that's kind of what you'll find. And, and then, of course, they kind of had to like start to really downplay a lot of the esoteric stuff and really push the community service. Um, we do charity work angle, right? Bake sales and all that stuff, which is amazing stuff. And, you know, we do that, but it's not really the the aim the true aim of you know of a initiatic society it's like all that good stuff is but is an extension of you know making yourself a a a serviceable person um but ultimately you know i think it all comes back to the idea that we really have to start to think we really have to like kind of stop and realize that we have been kind of in this fog of war scenario for quite a while. And I'm going to say like really ramped up and really kind of was set off by 9-11. I think 9-11 was a huge catalyst to everything that's happening now with the Great Reset. I feel like if it wasn't for 9-11, we would not have all the good aspects of conspiracy culture, especially. And, and we wouldn't have the numbers, you know, the, the, you know, people that kind of like where that was their waking point like me. Um, and I think it's kind of really that's really was a huge, huge um, moment. Uh, but we've got to take that and we have to do a lot better. And that goes for everyone in, in the su- supposed QAnon communities and all the bullshit that got spread and misinterpreted. And, and, I, and I'm willing to bet that a lot of that was done by White Hats. I'm willing to bet that they purposely at times even made, tried to spread as much, you know, uh, confusion on, on some aspects because they knew that the comms are being monitored. Right. So at the same sure, time, yeah. they ha- the enemy needs to be just as confused, <clears throat> just like we go back to inauguration day where I truly believe that the, they legit thought that, you know, the military was going to do something. I believe it. It just was, you know, that's my belief, but right. But yeah, we got to uh, do better, man. We got to do better in everything. We're at a time now where, where all this shit is happening and we got to do better uh, in conspiracy culture. The normies got to do better. 
Um, we gotta, we gotta be our best selves right now. And if that means uh, moving, getting closer to God, getting closer to to Source, to whatever goodness, um, selflessness as possible. Still, of course, trying to live your life you know, take care of your family or whatever it is yourself. Like we have to find balance, but it's time. I think people really kind of open up to the idea that we really got to start to love each other a little bit more. I'm, I'm doing the best that I can right now with, uh, you know, my, um, you know, I'll work and stuff. Like I'll do little things to help other people out, even though they don't ask. Right. And it's like, so it's like super appreciated. Right. Little and it always makes you feel good and it's rewarding. It makes you want That's to right. do it, more, right? That's like right. Simple little things like, here, can I help you with this? Like, even though I'm walking by, I'm not walking by them. I walk to them and I'm like, do you need a hand with that? You know? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. You know? Just it's simple little things, things and man. And yeah, they add up because people, you know, you'll find. Um, and I think... I don't know what it is. I find Canadians and people within the GTA in general are generally a little bit more guarded um, compared to Americans or Europeans on a day-to-day basis. Like if you're in the U S or if you're in Europe, you know, people tend to see each other in the hallways. They say hi in elevators, people chat, they chat, you know, and, uh, whereas I find here people kind of like it, they bury themselves in their phones. I mean, that oh, happens yeah. everywhere. Yeah. but I think Canadians are a little bit more timid and, 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 maybe not as truly nice maybe they're more polite but there doesn't mean they're necessarily like sincere or nicer um but to kind of like warm up to people that way and do those little things i think what that does is disarms people in a good way and you doing those little things um i think is helps to um inspire and enliven other people to do the same Oh, for sure, dude. Like, <clears throat> it's funny because, like, my base nature, I just want to walk by them. I'm like, fuck this guy, right? Or this yeah. girl, whatever. Like, fuck it. But when I actually think about it and, like, I stop myself in my mind, I go, and I actually ask them if they need help and then they get a, I get a good reaction, it feels so good and different. You know what I mean? It feels like, it gives you a little it's bit fulfilling. Like, it's actually fresh. Yeah. Being selfless feels better than being selfish. Yeah. But it's it's almost it's almost like it goes against your base nature, right? Well, it's like, it goes against I don't I wouldn't say your base nature because your base nature is just survival in a sense. That's what I mean. It's like yeah. screw this guy. I'm not going to help him. He's he could do it on his own, yeah. right? But that's but not necessarily. Actually, but that that's still a learned kind of like reaction and then a consequence to your environment. If your environment is, isn't a constant threat to you, your base, your 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 response and your instinctual reactions may not be, uh, you know, always kind of in that guarded position, right? Or in that kind of like um, Darwinistic, uh, social Darwinistic uh, perspective, right? Right. Uh, and I think that's how we have to move out of that. We have to move out of that. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that's our nature. I think people are naturally good, but they've been screwed and fucked with for so long or know so many people that have that over time we've just, you know, like 
That's why I think people become so selfish because number one, they feel like they've got one life to live and they've got to consume, consume, consume as much as they can before they see, die. Right? I see it there's, all the time. That's right. It's this, this, we, there's, we have the cabal, the Kazarians, the forces that be, the powers that be, whatever they are, have conditioned us to look at everything as finite and as a commodity and as something that we need to consume as soon as possible before it's gone right it's all fomo like we're just constantly have the fear of missing out and i experience this too with stocks and like uh crypto stuff too where i get really frustrated because my god why well, i i you know i don't ask for a lot you know why can't we just have a stock that's just gonna work out and squeeze and couple hundred thousand dollars just so i know that like if something goes wrong we've got you know something to work like with buffer. is that the like, buffer yeah. is that so much to ask you know <laughs> and here we are like uh, you know it's like it's not going so well um yeah but you know what at the end of the day it's like uh, dude right now what I, it's about right now i'm fucking like broke right like yeah. it's like i gotta wait till next friday to like actually be able to do shit I, cause I get money. Right. And it's like, I, I go to work every day and I'm like, how are these people coming here? Every fuck. I see people coming there three times a fucking week and spending like 800 bucks because they have oh. jobs that, uh, you know, or they're oh, debt in a way that they can do it. It's crazy um, though, man. Like fuck. I, I got my first check paycheck, um, uh, this week, like Thursday, Friday, whatever. Uh, my first one since like December. I mean, I, I worked one day in December, but realistically, I, I hadn't been getting consistent pay since November. Okay, so um, it was a like wow, you know, seeing what what my bank account was like in back in September, October, and then into November, and then looking at it now, it's like oh my god, like the cost of living is ridiculous right now, dude. It's insane, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand how people are. Spending it's, all this money. Right? Yeah. Some people have jobs where they didn't, you know, like they were able to work or, or these are the people that clearly have money to spend, you know, like well, I'm, they, I'm spending money right now, but it's like, not really. I'm, I'm financing stuff. Like I've since getting the band kind of up and going, I've converted my, my little um, library office room into like a mini home studio and, decided to pick up and learn how to play guitar properly again after however many years. Cause I never really, you know, learned properly. I would just would drop C or drop Technique. D. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning proper chords and, you know, learning how to fret properly. And, and like, you know, I, I never cared before. I was just wanted to sing and, and basic playing, but now it's like, I'm actually like appreciating guitars and I'm learning about guitar and theory and I'm learning about, you know, musical theory in general. And, and it's kind of like weirdly, you know, reinvigorated me to get involved and stuff. And and money does play a factor. But thank goodness that one of the the you know great things about about um, about this whole uh, cabal and banking and and they've got financing. So you know I can pay a little bit for something over a long term. And although I end up paying a lot more um, when I do have money, I could always pay off my balance faster. Right. Yeah. Pay that interest. So I just yep. bought, you know, two guitars in the last two months. Uh, I just ordered one yesterday. My second one, I'm going to keep in drop C. Uh, so my first one was a PRS SE Tremonti, right? 
Um, and now I'm getting um, a six-string PRSSE Mark Holcomb, who is one of the guitarists of Periphery. And his signature oh, right is freaking ridiculous. It comes in drop C. It's got amazing Seymour Duncan um, pickups, Alpha and Omega pickups. Um, it's just seemingly like a great guitar. And that's it. Like I can now I feel like, you know, um, I can leverage the bankers to suit my situation right now. And it feels great. It's like a little win. You know, it feels like a very small little win, but I know that, hey, when I'm working like gangbusters, probably in a month, because I'm kind of on a weekly day to day type thing right now, um, then I can just pay that shit off right away. It's kind of like credit cards, right? The secret, you can have a lot yeah. of credit cards, just pay off your balance. And a lot of us, unfortunately, get stupid and, and we spend too much and then life happens and then we get into the rut. Exactly. So it's fine when things are great. Right. And maybe you can get away with running up a little bit, but when shit hits the fan and you know, like that's when we get caught. Right. And that's Sometimes I really try hard not to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, True. cause we're all slaves, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course we are. Of course we are. It's that's crazy. System. We have no choice. Or, or you're just disconnected and you build your own fucking guitar. Or you yeah. build your own computer. You build your own house. You build your own thing. How are you going to get the thing? I don't know. Figure it out. But like, <laughs> it you out. know, at some point you got to play the game. You can do your best to uh, to tippy toe around and, and kind of do it your way as much as possible. Right. But until the system and the game changes, which I think it will to some degree, I think we are truly moving into a better time. Um, is it going to be a perfect time, a utopian time? No, and I don't think the world could ever be with human nature involved. But we can sure as hell make the the playing field a lot more level. I yeah, think. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think. I definitely think it's going to be a lot worse before it gets better. True. <laughs> like yeah. it's pretty fucking bad right now with the gas prices. Yeah, but food prices, man. I go. I go. Food prices. Shopping. Three bags. I'm at a hundred dollars plus. Yeah. You know, like I remember having a whole shopping cart for like a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. not too long ago. But we knew this was going to happen. It's like I just want to bring my bo- like bottle of Astroglide wherever I go. So yeah. whoever puts me in the ass, it's got a little bit more of a fucking give yeah. to me, you know. At least ask for them to <laughs> buy you dinner first, right? Like. Yeah, dude. If you're gonna stick the gas hose up my ass, like fuck, at least simply lube it up a little bit, man. Yeah, yeah. And I'm lucky that I have been off work. At least I wouldn't have to be constantly spending all the money I make on gas because right. I do a lot of driving a lot of the time. And uh, you know, I got my new car um, in October, and we're in March right now, and I haven't even had my first oil change yet. I haven't either. Well, I just got mine too. Like, uh, yeah, but that for me, that's insane, man. Because yeah. I. I do realistically, I, I could easily do 40 to 50,000 kilometers a year. Okay. So since COVID now, the one good thing is, is, you know, I, I've saved a lot of kilometers. A lot yeah. Of not a whole lot of wear and tear. No, no, but that's, you know, that's a strange little positive and didn't have to buy as much gas, but now it's ridiculous, man. That was a dollar. Dollar eighty or something like that's you know it's crazy. 
Crazy buck. It's gonna get worse, I think. I think we're gonna hit over two bucks at some point before it gets better. A leader oh, for those yeah. that are dude. Like they're they're kind of like playing it's fluctuating right now because what's happening is that uh you know you'll you'll see at where I work, uh there's a huge gas lineup, right? All day. Well, all there's day. always at Costco. Come on. Uh, no, no, no. This is it's it's like absurd. Like I have to uh we have to block off lanes with carts and shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing I'm playing taboo right now. I, I I shouldn't talk about where I work, but whatever. People know me. Whatever. You can edit uh, it out. Nah, fuck it. Uh, I don't talk bad about Costco because no. it's my job and it's that's right. You know, I get treated pretty well. So, um. Anyway, uh, yeah, we had to block off like lanes with carts so people wouldn't go through the parking lanes. And go it but into the line and then cause fights. That's right. Right? So it's like, and then we're busy directing traffic and we don't have enough people to push the carts up to the front. So people take the, the carts from the blockade. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. It's like, holy shit, dude. Uh... It's, insane. it's insane. But uh yeah, like as soon as we hear that the gas prices are gonna go up like 13 cents or whatever that's when shit hits the fan and everybody's there from day to night but usually on a good day like there's like hardly any lineup interesting yeah people catch the, the, the downwind of what's gonna happen the next day and they're like fuck 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 we gotta go we gotta go meanwhile most of the prices are the same at other gas gas stations so it's like what that's right <laughs> it's like why bother idling for like half an hour or 45 minutes when you're going to spend that amount of gas that you're going to save, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And then you got people fighting. It's like, wow, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, the gas price would have to be like, you know, like 10, 15 cent difference for me to even remotely. And But for the most part, um, it's not even worth it. At the no, it's day. not. I'd rather just go to a, like a fucking SO or something, you know, and get my optimum points. That's it. That's right. I want to ask you a fucking deep question right now. Oh, I can imagine. (laughs) How deep is this? How deep is your sarcasm? Go on. (laughs) Totally off top. Well, not really. Oh, okay. It's left field. Um, That's good. What are your thoughts about the second coming of Christ? Um, Do you think think it's a consciousness? Because what I always thought of was like all the people who believed in throughout history in in you know the truth the life and the way which is Christ mm-hmm. uh, the good they're dead they're not maybe they're not in heaven yet but as soon as Christ comes back it's like all the people who believed in him come back like swoop down with him and like annihilate all the evil it's just like a, a weird thought that I had. It's a, definitely an interesting thought. But it's uh, all energy based still, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it's 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 the a Christ consciousness returning. Um, and I think that's part of what the Great Reset is. Really? Yeah, I think that's what it is. That because being aware and awake and, and whatever also involves kind of like an understanding and closeness 
to the reality of of us being part of God, and and that that's what kind of a, a part of that Christ consciousness is, right? It's okay. ultimately like what the goal is. What is the great work? You know, that's what it is. It's like it's it's we can try to dress it up in the most evil ways possible, but that's what it is. It's acknowledgement of the fact that we are all children of God, and that means we are a part of um, that divine spark and intelligence and whatever it is that created us in reality um and i think it's just a a, a return to um that acknowledgement on a mass scale you're not going to get everybody at the same time but i think that's what it represents and i think okay. like a lot of things we get stupidly stuck on the bullshit like we think some guy's going to come back and that's going to be christ right and you can argue with someone who is a um fundamentalist or whatever um christian fundamentalist where you know and it's like okay you know you can argue it's one guy all you want but um to me it makes way more sense um when you look at a lot of the underpinning themes within the Bible, within the New Testament, in particular, the New Covenant, um, it seems to be a representation of um, the new acknowledgement, right? Kind of the New Covenant. That's what it represents. It's, it is, our, and that is an individual thing. It is the thing that kind of is, and, and whatever is individual then can be extrapolated like microcosm, microcosm, right? Um, because of the fractal nature of our reality. So you and me, are still one and the same. We're still a fractal of the reality of existence of the, you know, um, this matrix. So I, that's what I think it is. I think it's 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 going to be a return of some kind of um, beautiful um, overall oneness um, that may or may not be experienced as or or, or experienced and acknowledge at the same time you know where like it, it may not be experienced like everyone's walking around going hey i'm really enjoying this christ consciousness that has taken over the world <laughs> right right, right. It, it, it may not it may not occur that way um it may not even be something that people are 100 aware of um but it will kind of be kind of like a, a washed like a wave that washes over and cleanses and and renews and kind of gives gives humanity um, a chance to better ourselves, maybe move to that next level of spiritual evolution. Right. Do you think that the cabal, quote unquote, the cabal has a hand in perpetuating it? Do, uh, and are they doing it to bring Christ consciousness back? And Ooh, that's an interesting things, question. Yeah, are that's I, I think about this shit all the time. Like, are they really killing kids and eating like drinking their blood and shit? Or did they perpetuate that so that we can see how evil people can be, therefore bringing back the Christ consciousness? All this right. shit, all this yeah. shit as a whole, right? Yeah. I mean, I believe that stuff is happening. Um because 
where I would go with, in my interpretation, my initial interpretation with your question is similar to that. But I would go so far as to say, if what if they're just fulfilling their inevitable position and that inevitable position, whether they like it or not, their nature is driving them to do what they're doing. And it's just causing them more pain and suffering as they lose more, that it is their nature that they have, we have reached that pinnacle point that, or that, that, um, that transition point now where their nature is no longer working and that the harder they try, uh, the worse things are getting. It's like that quote from um, Star Wars, A New Hope, right? When uh, Leia is, is um, I guess, is she speaking to Darth Vader or that other, uh, I can't remember, but uh, where she says, you know, the more you tighten your grip, the more planets or things, whatever, will slip through your fingers or whatever, you know, like, it's kind of like, the harder they try, the more they're waking people up. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. But I'm not I, saying that they're faking stuff to, to aid in our um, okay. awakening so much as they have no choice, but to play, to, to run out their playbook. But it just so happens that they're stuck in their um, inevitable um, position. They're stuck in, what they were destined to do and what they were destined to do is to fail because God wins. One Holy way or the shit. Other. See, that's, that's like, Oh, that gave me goosebumps. Like seriously, like, cause I think about that all the time. I'm like, how can anybody be so fucking evil? You know what I mean? To, to like do stuff like that. Because Lucifer or that character or Satan because Lucifer is still not Satan, um, not directly. I have an um, episode of that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, because there is a necessity for the opposer, just like there's a necessity for polarity, right? So, I'm not saying that Satan is an entity that exists, but there requires. There always going to be a, an opposite, an opposition, right? Like the left and right, up and down. These polarities are required. To justify and to, you know, like a, like a torsion field, polarization is is an energetic is a kind of a principle of of of, of the the um, the generative principle, right? Which is creation. So to generate requires um, some form of polarity, interaction, um, consequence, action, reaction. Um, so you're going to have a necessity for there to be evil, negative thoughts, things, bad things to happen so that we understand and know what good things are. Right. Right. The beautiful people, the beautiful people, <laughs> right. The weak ones are there to justify the strong. Right. It's all relative to the size of these people. people. Right. Yeah. I mean, good old Brian Warner. We should do a show on that. Oh, we, we could show on what's going on with him because I don't know if you know, but like he, he dropped his lawsuit. And if you read it, oh my God, uh, I'm sorry, Evan Rachel Wood, but you know what? I'm not saying is Brian, she insane? Is she, I'm, I don't know if she's insane, but she is toast. So is Ilma Gore. Yeah. Uh, so is Bianca, whatever her name is uh they are they're done they are done so done 
They've got emails. They've got evidence that they impersonated an FBI agent. They forged FBI documentation to convince former girlfriends and friends of Manson uh, to, to turn on him. They've got emails like of Manson's got emails of, of like, you know. Um, so they were basically like, conspiring to bring him down. Yes. But Listen, why? I've met him. He can be a dick. But like there's all these other people who have come out. You know, like long-term people that I've known him for a long time, and you know, it's saying that yeah, he can be a bit of a dick. But with chicks, if, if anything, he's actually kind of like a pushover. Dita Von Teese kind of said that. Um, oh, yeah. If you noticed, like, um, uh, what's her name, um, Rose McGowan and Dita Von Teese, right? Arguably the two more most iconic um, girlfriends or whatever uh, uh, significant others for for manson have both said you know like hey you know we had our issues um but that experience that whole sexual monster uh abusive whatever wasn't the their experience was he doing too much drugs was there was he possibly sleeping around or did he cheat you know perhaps but when we find out about evan rachel woods the reality of her abortion and like, cause that was another huge thing that like, you know, there's evidence that it wasn't his kid even. And, uh, so there's a lot of dude, I was almost ready to close the book. You see, I, uh, once again, and I had to take my own advice and I had to look harder and I found some stuff. And now with the, this is just before the, um, the lawsuit came out. Uh, but as soon as that lawsuit dropped with the evidence and with, with saying what they have, it's, it's, and more people coming up, it's, um, and even her ex-husband too, uh, or the other guy she was with that she has a kid with, and all the lies and all the things that they forged against him to get custody. And she used the the Manson case as an excuse to get full custody of her kid. So uh, with another, like with the other guy um, that she had a kid with after Manson, um, to basically say, well, because of my volatile situation with. Brian Hugh Warner, um, I need full custody of my kid in case I have to take off into witness protection. You know what I mean? Like basically trying to trying to pull that one. Like there's so much shit. So once again, we have to take this as a lesson, right? That yeah, the guy looks like a fucking horrible person and he can be a dick, you know, and, and this, that, and the other. But is he but did he do such and such? That's exactly, yeah. exactly. Is he guilty of that? Right? Ooh, Bianca Esme, I think was the name, is her name. Um, went on and on about being whipped and abused and showing a photo of her back. And it's like, those aren't even whip marks. Those are like indentations from rope because she does BDSM. Uh, BDSM, BDSM, yeah. Yeah, um, photo shoots and videos. And that's what she does, right? Before she was on and after Game of Thrones. So, uh, like, and that's been already proven, right? And and there's even no even evidence that that was even her back to begin with. So, like, there's a whole bunch of shit that doesn't make any sense. And people trying to get a piece of his fucking uh, legacy, right? That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because he's created this image of himself. And, I mean, it's partially his fault. He's made a lot of stupid comments. And he said a lot of, a lot of you know things and his arrogance and he's created a lot of enemies and he's treated treated a lot of band members poorly so i mean it was easy pickings really but once again it goes to show you like right now that's a really really interesting kind of case to follow and, and it's a 
uh, representation of of you know the facts um, are not necessarily what the media and mainstream culture believe them to be, and and you gotta always look deeper, right? In anything. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I really dove into, but initially, like looking at um, all of the headlines and stuff about Manson, I was like, there's something not right about this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I always look at like a news headline and I'm like, too easy. I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's like Amber uh, Heard thing, same thing. It's like it's all part of the same kind of group. Amber Heard did the same thing that Johnny Depp, right? And that was proven with video and stuff too, right? Where video got released and, and, and recordings and that came out and, you know, like she's kind of like, didn't she, I think she lost a movie or two because of that recently. I don't know, man. I haven't really the looked Aquaman, into it. Aquaman or something like that. Uh, the second one, I think they pulled her from that. Uh, anyway. Like, are, just, are, they making, uh, are they making an Aqualad movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first saw that there was Aquaman and then there was Aqua Lad. That's so funny. I just thought it was so Oh boy. <laughs> Polka Dot Man. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's like there's so much shit that people just take at face value. And that's the thing. That's why we like you said earlier, we gotta do better. We gotta fucking start just Anything that comes your way, question it. Question fucking everything, man. You yeah. can't just take it, you know? Yep, that's exactly it. Uh, everything requires critical thought. And sometimes we have to put our biases aside. And, you know, and... Uh, well, about that. I like my biases. <laughs> Biases and your vices, yeah. Biases and vices. Okay, I'll put yeah. the biases aside. I, I find that like, I really don't have a bias. Really, I kind of just, uh, you know, like like the whole Russia versus Ukraine. Going back to that again, it's like I see right away all these virtue signals for Ukraine. It's like, do you know what's going on over there? Because if you don't, and nobody does, then you shouldn't be fucking waving a Ukrainian flag. Yep. Right or a Russian flag for that matter. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you don't know. I don't you fucking don't know, know, and I'm fucking questioning it and trying to get to the bottom of it, but it's hard. And I'm not picking a, this up. I live in a very Ukrainian community, like very a lot of like everywhere. Yeah, um, South Mississauga, South Etobicoke. Um, so I mean. You know, everyone's got their flags out. Everyone's got it. And hey, listen, it's good to unify a community. Yeah, that's um, fine. I'm and I support I... the Ukrainians. And I hope that in the sense that the, the people um, and, you know, that and I hope and pray that, you know, are that, safe, that are safe. Exactly. And that, you know, the, the, the forces and powers that be. Uh, can deal with whatever their conflicts are in the least amount with, with the least amount of casualties as possible. Um, unfortunately, things have to get done. Um, shit's got to get done. Uh, and I think there's going to be a lot more action happening and a lot more bullshit's going to spew. And we're going to be stuck here kind of, you know, trying to uh, parse through the, the shit that's flying at us, left, right, and center. Yeah. And let's face it, I mean, Russia has always been painted as the bad guy. Yeah, very conveniently, right? And that is because of the Kazarians, right? 
Yeah, yeah, because they propped up the the Bolshevik, uh, you know, takeover and revolution and all that stuff, and uh, they're behind that whole thing. And so, I think, and I believe, I truly believe that the Soviet Union, as much as I think Putin um, will talk big about that, I th- because you know his when his time in Germany, um, in his early career with KGB, and, and there's. These little instances where, like I was saying before, where it seems like he's kind of like got inducted in some kind of society within the Russian uh, Orthodox Church. And I, I truly believe it was some kind of like oligarch, um, you know, former czar families or something like that. Um, Russian aristocracy that's kind of like wanted to take their power back, rightly or wrongly, and that they are not in league with uh the Kazarian mafia interesting so that's you know what's all speculation because i i i i wasn't really aware about the Kazarians until like now donate to my patreon and donate to my substack which <laughs> mine too <laughs> yeah. um yeah i wasn't really aware of the Kazarians and who they were until much more recently uh, on my on my journey but uh holy shit it really does seem like they are the top dogs in this thing right now yeah that's what it looks like because yeah. we we're, we're so used to you know like the rockefellers the rothschilds this and that but those are probably just the fucking middlemen right that's right they were the you know the layer under the layer, under the layer of what we were kind of presented with. And then it took time to kind of find, dig to those those depths, to find those families and learn about them. And then it's like you find out that, you know, it goes even deeper, right? So could yeah. it, could, it, could even go through the fucking whole genealogy uh, to the beginning of Genesis. Oof, yeah, man. <laughs> right? To some I mean, degree, to some Those genealogies are in the fucking book for a reason, man. There's something going on. There's some still something. I mean, uh, oh, but- however we want to interpret or however, I don't know. But there's definitely uh, there's definitely something to you. Follow those bloodlines. There's definitely something going on. Yeah. On the good too, side, like, the good side and the bad side. And who knows how many times factions kind of, um, you know, how many times they, uh, they, they fight within themselves. Right. Like right. it's hard to know. Like we kind of look at everything as like everyone's constantly in, in league and lockstep. And that's not the case. Like there are falling outs. There are regimes that are up one minute down the next in, in terms of like, you know, like being favored. Then now they're not like it's it's kind of a crapshoot um, who might have been, you know, who's turned who who's, you know, been who's a double agent, you know, like it's hard to know any of this stuff. Right. Do you think that I always thought, have this thought that Satan loves to replicate uh, the spirit realm through technology. Yeah. If, if I was to embody uh, an earthly representation and symbol of Satan, of that idea and concept uh, transhumanism and the materialistic obsession would definitely, you know, that would definitely be it. Uh, I agree. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is totally like this um, 
obsession with with materialistic falsehood i guess yeah Um, and extending and trying to like the whole meta um metaverse thing and it's just virtual reality and it's just constantly we're trying to create our own realities and within a reality that's far superior (laughs) um and we're trying to play god in our own way i guess yeah, uh, the real a reality that's far superior, meaning the spiritual realm. Or yeah, and 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 even you know this physical, supposedly physical reality that our conscious life is lived in, um, is still a much much better reality than VR or the metaverse or the right. internet, right? Like that's all. That's you know. We'll That's tell not... that to the generation below us. Well, yeah, it's unfortunate that they've kind of existed and lived their whole life. Uh, Looking in the black mirror. That's right. Exactly. But you know what? Who knows what's going to happen, man? Who knows what, what might come down? And I, I'm just hoping that there's some form of, I know technology is going to keep moving on, but I just hope we find a way to, to balance to balance it with nature because if we don't we are definitely you know not going to make it too far which yeah, is man. you know not our destiny I don't think so, so I love Ghost as you know today. yes and uh, their newest album is fucking brilliant and they have a couple songs on there that stand out to me like uh, the first track after the intro, the intro sounds like fucking the master of puppets intro to battery. Yeah. It's insane. Like it's so like, holy shit, here we go, you know? And then they come out with the second song called Kaiserian. Oh like, my goodness. Like Kaiser, right? And the lyrics are like Kaiserian, a prophecy told. Well, we're building our empire from the ashes of an old Kaiserian, the fruit of the womb, our brotherhood of good faith sealed, an apostate which is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like uh, Kaiserian, right? It's yeah. like it, it's like prophecy about like okay, okay. So the word Kaiser comes from Kaiserian, right? Okay. Did you know that? Okay, so. Kaiserian, it's like if the if the Kaisers or the Kaiserians win, they get their way, they get like this crazy fucking singularity, uh, um, fourth industrial revolution. Yes, because that's what we're talking about now. Yeah, you could also call it the fourth Reich. Mm-hmm. Right. So Reich. Reich. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is me saying that. Ghost knows a lot of fucking shit. Well, Tobias, the singer, was reading this book. I forget what it's called, but it's about like how empires fucking uh, build and build and build, and they always fall, guaranteed, always. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, well, I mean, he did that. Um, yeah, the guy's definitely onto something. He's um, he's in tune with something, and. Uh... Like look at look at their look at how they portray their image like a satanic have you seen church kind of thing. Yes, once I fucking love it so much. They're when so good. when was that? I think it was like 
2016 or so? 2017? Now, back then, what characters did he use? Was it just... Papa, Papa Emeritus the third, I think, or the second? Oh, so it was just the one. He didn't kind of switch back and forth because now he's got some other um, latex mask thing, right? Well, he did, he did Cardinal Copia for the prequel. That's, cool. That's right. And now he's doing Papa Emeritus the fourth, I believe, yeah. Which looks fucking badass. He looks more Egyptian this time, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting what he does with that. Um, it kind of makes the singing kind of, it does affect the singing from the live videos I've seen. It affects, it affects the singing and uh, the theme, the overall theme of the album. Yeah. I don't like it as much, the fact that he's wearing masks. I think it's cool for the theatrics, and I would not downplay it. That's his thing, that's his shtick. Just like, um, you know, uh, what's it called again? Um, Slipknot has theirs, and everyone's has their own thing. Yeah, and whatever, he, however he wants to express and do whatever, and if fans don't care that it affects the singing, I mean, even Peter Gabriel would do his costume changes. That's and... a form of magic, I think. Sorry? I, I definitely think it's like a form of magic or like a illusionary yeah. thing. Sure. I it's... don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it's, uh, malevolent or anything. Oh God, no, 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 no. no. I, I know what I mean by effects of singing. I I don't mean it on on a on a on a on a talismatic uh, no, no. hypnotic <laughs> level. I mean it just he doesn't sound as good. His vocals don't sound as good because I can you can hear uh, at least I can as a singer. Um, not saying I'm a good singer, as someone who attempts to sing in a rock band, um, I've noticed that it, it does, you can kind of hear the slight of reverberation with, with the mask, right? It kind of like, it's not okay, that yeah, bad. Yeah. It's not terrible, live, but it would, yeah, live, only live because in the recording yeah. studio, he's not wearing the mask, right? Maybe in some pictures he will for fun, but, um, but uh, live, yeah, and I mean, like they still sound really good. Like I was watching a 4K thing really briefly earlier today. Um, was that the uh, rich the, the new ritual for the new album? Yes, I believe. Well, so. I'm talking about it, eh? Like, come join our mass ritual for the new yeah. album release. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. And they're playing what we all talk about, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I don't get, and one thing I don't like, in all honesty, is, and this is a very minor thing, because it's kind of like, uh, but anyway, it's the fact that, like, everybody in the band has to wear, like, at least with this tour, uh, with this look, like, they've got those masks, and it's just like, how the fuck are you guys comfortable bouncing around, playing your instruments? I don't get it. You can't, I don't get like, it. You know what I mean? But hey, if it works, and they're good, and they're getting paid enough, and they're happy. Go for he, it. I, I think he only hires the fucking like best. You know, the best man. Yeah, because he's, he's the huge main... now. He's huge now. Uh, it's his. It's his fucking baby, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. He is the brain child. Therefore, it's, it's yeah, his he way. hires the band. They do whatever it is he needs to do. They're all the the faceless ghouls or whatever the nameless nameless ghouls. ghouls yeah, that's right. But uh, what I what I think cool. What's cool about them is that. They all actually have a name after all the elements. No, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like so ether, fire, water, wind, or whatever, right? Yeah. Fucking awesome. Ah, oh, fuck. I just love that band. And I don't know if you listen to the new album or not. I've heard a couple songs here and there. Okay, I don't know if you heard Watcher in the Sky. Yeah, you said that to me. Yeah, oh, God. 
Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that sounds too good. Yeah, that was cool. Like, it's constantly stuck in my head. But uh, again, that song he said is about like uh, enthusiastically embracing science to reverse all the damage we've done to ourselves to so we could reverse engineer certain shit, right? Yeah. Need to be reverse engineered, such as like a lot of the medications, right? Yep. Uh, they're not curing us, you know. It's they're just creating customers. Yeah, they're, they're masking he, symptoms and not and not fixing exactly root exactly back into the root. So, yeah. but he said, with science, we can we have the ability to not have to do that. You know. Yeah. We don't have to be. But it's got to be real science. That's the thing. And he's saying, I think what he's getting at is the fact that there are people out there who are uh, making a profit from such uh, things. And we have the ability to actually not have to do that, but we can create something else that can actually better us and cure diseases and, and all that stuff. So yeah, I think he knows a lot and he puts it into his music and he makes ghosts like look like, in my opinion, the quote unquote fourth industrial revolution. Interesting. Right. And if you look at the album artwork, it's like these grandiose fucking metropolis looking cities, but with Satan controlling the background, everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty wild, man. Yeah, it is fairly wild, I'd say. Um, where do you want to go? Got anything else to say? Do you want to plug anything? Uh, do you want to talk about Android meme a little bit here? Yeah, let's talk some Android meme. The Android meme. Let's. Do okay, that. let me ask you. How do you still remember how you conceived of the name, or was it you? I'm, yes. I'm certain it was you. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, Years ago, uh, early 2000s, um, as I was, you know, getting into conspiracy culture, stuff like that, learning here and there, I came across um, a character named Bob Dobbs. And Bob Dobbs was both a a real person who was, uh, I believe, a contemporary and or student of Marshall McLuhan. But he kind of like took the Marshall McLuhan the medium is the message idea and updated it to include the technocracy that was forming, um, especially in the eighties and nineties. And so he called this technocracy or he called um, this concept of a all pervasive AI program that is spreading uh, information that is kind of its own living thing like it's its own uh, embodied artificial intelligence um, that is spreading memes ideas and the memes in their original um, definition right not internet memes that are just a graphics uh, or a video or gif with with some sort of uh, you know message or whatever uh we're right. talking it in in in, in what, what what memes were originally meant to describe which is any For cultural the- unit or message of information that that is spread um like a virus because of its ability 
uh, through subtlety, it's subtlety or through its, its attractiveness. Um, it's just able to spread like a virus. Right. And that goes, this is like the, the, uh, original definition of the word. Correct. Yeah. So the the Android meme, correct. So the Android meme was a term that this Bob Dobbs used to, um, and he wrote some really strange entries and blogs and stuff, um, years ago about this. And if you do a look, a search online, um, you can kind of find some of these things. There are some little videos and interviews with, with this mysterious dude. Um, and so that's kind of where it came from. And I remember like it was really hard at the beginning because like, you know, it's it's what it, what no one knew what memes were. And, and people would be like, oh, the Android mem yeah. meme. Right, right, right. You know, See, like, I caught on to it right away because this is, you know, I'm I'm into memes and shit, right? So yeah, it's like. But think of but back 2005. Yeah, when you conceived the band, nobody knew what a fucking meme was. No, because we didn't even have okay, Facebook yet. We didn't have social media the same way. That's fucking super interesting. Right? So I was like, and, and if you go back and you just listen to Ordo Abkeo, never like, or, you know, like it's, it kind of like plays out with what's happening right now. Legit, from the machine stops as it moves along. You get into like an ending with Stranger, right? Because I mean, the machine stops is kind of the beginning of the, of of this kind of at home Zoom society where where I've we've isolated ourselves, right? That was the whole point of that song that we've isolated ourselves through technology and whatever, and then you can move that all the way, you know, throw all the different emotions into Stranger, which is about violation. That's what the song is about. There's a stranger in our house. We are being violated, right? And- Alexa. Right. Well, whatever it is, any which way possible, <laughs> culturally, psychologically, physically, um, spiritually, you know, now physically with with, you know, vaccine mandates and, and, and whatever. So it's it's really weird because it's funny because my wife pointed this out to me. We were sitting around. She's like, you know, you really were ahead of your time. And I'm like, oh, thanks, babe. And I'm like, you know, I started patting myself on the back. But it's like I think to myself, you know, didn't really help me out. I'm, we're still kind of you know, <laughs> didn't really get too successful, but maybe now is a time. Maybe that message needs to be heard now. It who knows? Yeah, dude. Like, you, like you starting the now. band was a precursor of what's gonna happen. Everything happened for a reason, and I had to yeah. go through. I had to make a lot of the mistakes. I had to go through the tragedies that we went through. Uh, maybe you know. People I loved uh, had to die. I mean, I hate to say that. Never mind. Uh, but like, you know, things things happen for for all of us to learn our lessons and to find ourselves in our place. I had to walk away from this for several years um, because I wasn't even deserving of it. I guess too. I mean, I was chasing a dream, and back then, I, you know, I thought I had all the right intentions. A lot of it was still attention. Um, a lot of it was, you know, wanting to meet girls, a lot of, and, 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 and most of it was for validation. Right. But now it's like, now I'm, I'm kind of making it you, about you, making music. Yeah. I think I had yeah. to, I don't think I would have really, yeah. maybe my intentions were not pure. The back right then. Uh, yeah. You know, and I had to fail. I had to get kicked in the face but still, the fire was there, and now it's like it just—it's unescapable. With what's going on, how can me, you know, the band that is always kind of like in me as a lyricist and, um, you know, someone that always tried to expose what's going on and wake people up—that was the whole point, right? It was to dive into some emotional stuff. A part of that emotional journey is is awakening, and awakening is hard and it's dirty and it and it's 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 rough. And that's, you know, um, but it's necessary. And I think maybe, maybe now is where 
you know, that then things are going to start to happen in a sense where maybe we, we pick up a bit of a buzz again and maybe people will appreciate our older music and our new music because we're writing interesting stuff and it's different, but so because like your order of KO is fucking amazing. Yeah. It's a freaking great album. (laughs) It really is, man. Fucking proud dude. And like, like, cause everybody sounds like they're fucking on top of their game on that album. And the production is great. Yeah. Um, but like the things that you, t- that you sing about, that's my favorite thing. It's like, not only is the music fucking banging, it's like the message, the lyrics the is fucking awesome. Yeah. I spent a lot of time writing lyrics, man. I spent a lot of time. I go you through, gotta like, refine it, everything that you do, man. Yeah, because not but only does you, it have to fit musically, and 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 it has the the rhythm, and and you know how many syllables do I have to use in this line? What's the time signature? Like, although we're doing more four four stuff now, but um, it's like it's it's the meanings and how to express, get that story, get get the idea out in the coolest way possible. And I've been listening to a lot of Rush as we've as we've talked about lately, and oh, you know I've, those I've lyrics playlist yesterday. <laughs> yeah, those lyrics, man. Um, you know they've been really inspiring me to kind of like even I don't want to say rethink of the way I do my lyrics because every kind of song is a little bit different. Um, but to kind of not be afraid to still, because the direction we're going in now is we're going to be a little bit less proggy. Uh, we always did have that melodic and you try to have a catchy element to, to some of to our songs in general. But I think now we're definitely going to ride a bit more of like a bit of a retro 80s feel mixed into the, you know, pop. I, I like to call it death pop right now. It's kind of what I'm working with. Um but definitely it's the lyrics have to still have a deep, a deep meaning. There still have to be layers to it. And it's gotta be something that I can feel good about. Right. So, and, and be happy. Well, I honestly wish you the best uh, of success because it's hard nowadays bringing out something that's deep when people are yeah. so manipulated to listening to shit about gang banging and fucking sucking dick and riding fucking whatever. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Go dumb down when it comes to music these days. And oh, it's like, absolutely. I've but always hung on, I've always hung on to the prog thing and, you know, like dream theater rush, all that stuff, because that's what gives me an eargasm. It's not this fucking bullshit that no. the kids are listening to these days. That's right. But you know what? The cool thing about now is that the goals are different. So when I started in early 2000s, um, it was all about, you know, still about getting that record contract, right? So it was like the idea is you do whatever it takes to get signed. And then once you get signed, then all you really got to worry about is making music, like getting writing the music, recording it. And, you know, in theory, you should not have to worry so much about booking your gigs. I mean, at the beginning, it's depending on what level and who you get signed to. Um, there can be various degrees of responsibility still remaining. Uh, but that, that the idea, the thought, the fantasy is, you know, uh, you get signed and then it's someone else's, you know, problem to, to have to like promote you, do this, that and the other and whatever. And, and that has changed so much. 
now where it's like, you know, I, I think being part of a label is kind of would only really be cool if that label really was thematically and, and, and you know, aligned with what your band is aligned with. And maybe it's more like a hub so that other people can, you know, which is in a sense what labels are. Um, but the idea of, of being signed to a label for any prestigious reasons, for money, for promotion, like that's all unnecessary now because realistically, what is your goal as a musician, right? Uh, I ask myself, what is my goal right now? Um, three months ago, six months ago, when we kind of started up the band again, so to speak, uh, my goal was, you know what? I've got a decent job. I don't need to make it big. I don't even even need to make a living for music. I just want to start putting out songs and, and whatever, see how it goes. So now we finished the song and we've got two songs that we're writing simultaneously and recording at the same time right now. And it's like, my God, I've got that fire now where it's like, I want to take this serious again, but differently, yeah. differently because different intentions, different intentions. We don't need to get huge. We don't need a, to, to, to sell out, ACC we don't need to do you know what you know what any band really needs if you just like okay we're three guys right now okay um we used to be a four well we used to be a five piece then we became a four piece and now it's like mainly three guys and and um if you can build a strong enough fan base of let's just say you, you, whether it's through um, <coughs> subscriptions or whatever, you have a hundred thousand, you know, subscri subscribers or followers on Spotify. Okay, we use use that as an example. That's that's really cool. That's pretty awesome. Um, now, how many of those are fans that you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago would would purchase every single or album or whatever? You know what I mean, like. It's it's rare, right? Because you you'll, you'll have followers and you'll have actual like paying subscribers, let's just say, um, for things. But in this case, all you really need is a solid twenty thousand, let's say twenty thousand, you know, people that don't just you know have follow you on Spotify, but are willing to to let to make a purchase, even if it's once a year. Like sure, what I'm yeah. trying, what, what I what what I envision, and this is kind of where I want to go. And years ago, um, a buddy of mine, another Mason friend of mine actually, wanted to start a label. And but we came up with the idea that we want the label to be a co-op label. A label that is run by bands for bands, helping each other to create a scene again um locally especially it doesn't have to be but you know uh, it would definitely help mike cotton um, did it with a back that's right that's right and and, and so I, it's kind of what i wanted to do but you know it, it's still it, it's run by a council in a sense of bands right in a way and you you get your say your shares or whatever your stake is is you know determined by what you're willing to put in and blah, 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 blah. So that was definitely an idea. But really, let's just say you're just one band, okay? And you want to make a living. All you need is 20,000 people that are even a little bit less or that are willing to spend $20 a year. $20 a year times 20,000 people, right? So you've got $400,000 a year now. Okay, so now you've got three people in a musical project. Let's just say you know you're di you're dividing that four hundred thousand. Of course, there's going to be expenses, but let's just look at this as a gross scenario, not your net take home thing. 
Now that's that four hundred thousand split three ways. You're looking at roughly one hundred and thirty-three point three, one hundred and thirty-three thousand three hundred and thirty-three point three 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 three, you know, dollars cents, all that stuff. That's pretty freaking good living. Yeah, looking at the numbers uh, is pretty fucking inspiring, actually. Right, that's just twenty thousand people that are willing to spend twenty dollars a year subscription to your website for content videos exclusive of ticket sales whatever it is that you can come come out you know what i mean you'll you'll have your instagram your facebook your all your other your your spotify your apple music right but if you can just get 15 20 000 people that love you enough that appreciate you enough to spend not 20 dollars a month 20 dollars a year okay your fan, rabid fan fanboyism yeah one album a year let's just yeah. say you know what that's that's a lot of money that's a living you don't have to you know you can take that time to put out amazing content if i knew i'm making a hundred and thirty thousand dollars gross you know let's just say and then we can figure out what expenses get paid and get reinvested in the band and blah 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 so let's just say even like you know half that that's still really really good you don't need to have a lot of shit to be happy in life if you know that all you got to do is hone your craft and make your art and people are going to appreciate you for that and, and are willing to spend 20 bucks a year like that's amazing and it doesn't yeah, it's dude. not that insane it doesn't like you know it's not that unreachable it's a very attainable goal see that that to me is like you get to that goal and then you you're completely and utterly inspired to do more and better and what it, whatever right? it is that you want and now you don't Dude, have a machine an industry that is trying to control you you don't have to sell you are fully independent right you don't need to be number one on billboard sure it's great to look it looks great but if you're just happy making a living you know if you've got hundred thousand fans now willing to spend 20 bucks like just think Dude. Of, that gets reinvested in a studio that gets like, no, you know what I mean? Like it just, that, that go, that money can go a long way in, into something that would be an experience for the fans because now you can afford to do things. You can create that experience, play shows. You can create all sorts of creative ways of, of, of involving of course. People, and they become not just fans on the outside. They become part of a community. They're part of your family now because you're supporting them. You're giving back with whatever art and music that enhances their life. Right. You know, and, and, and you get to be to make a living from it. And then you get to be worshipped as a god. And wow. You have a well, you know, that would have been great 10 I'm years joking. ago. No, before he, I got married, yeah. but unfortunately... That's so funny, dude. It's like, yeah. but that's the thing. It's like, if you put out stuff <clears throat> with only the best intentions, yes, are you gonna get huge? <laughs> because it's, there's a lot of good music and a lot of good stuff that never really made it. That's true, but that's what Dead I'm saying. Never like, made it. 
To me, Dedzy should have been oh, huge. Yeah, they, they should have been. You know, I think they should have been as big, maybe not as big as Lincoln Park, but I think they should have done pretty well. Because look at look at look at Kiss for example, okay? Yeah, yeah. Not the best of intentions for no. the world where when it comes no. to just like all all their songs are about fucking and partying and shit, right? Yeah. And it's like, how did they get so big? Maybe because that's what they were singing about and everybody wanted to do that, right? It was, you know, keep it simple, stupid, right? That was right. the motto. They had their, their, no, 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 their no, get up. The Westboro Baptist Church. They're knights in Satan's service, okay? That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I remember when my brother told me about that. Like, knights, it's, you know what Kiss stands for? I'm like, no. He's like, knights in Satan's service. He's Look joking. Look at the us. Look, it's an us, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nazis. <laughs> Kiss is bringing Wait, about the fourth right. Except for one of them was a WAP. <laughs> yeah. Three Jews in a WAP. Sounds like my childhood. Walked into a bar. Yeah, that's my what did childhood, the bar, What did the bartender say? All my friends say? are Jewish. The... <laughs> it's so true. I was the, the Italian with all my Jewish friends. Oh, yeah. But Dude, anyway, yeah, that's how, you know, and that's, it's funny because like that, but they were like the quintessential, uh, quintessential New York band in that time, right? Yeah. Well, like at the then time the before that, uh, New York Dolls were there yeah, and they, that's where they kind of got a little bit of their, uh, uh, what's it called? Their, um, intention to wear like makeup and shit because before they put on the characters, they were just putting on like white, white they were paint, glammy, like, right? Or something yeah, like that. Miami, yeah, and like that's before they recorded their first album. Yeah, and then but, you know um, they did their shtick and they held it for as long as they could, and the makeup came off for a bit, and and you know it wasn't the best, and then they brought it back, and then it's like, ooh, our careers are, are exploding again. Um, and then they booted Ace and Peter again, and then they went. Right. To- yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not a huge fun. fan of Gene Simmons. Like, I I really don't like that guy. Oh, he's so. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, apparently Paul is really cool. Yeah, Paul seems pretty cool. Ace is the fucking coolest, though. He is the coolest. Yeah, yeah. I've watched some interviews with him, and he's hilarious. Peter's pretty fucking cool, too, though. Peter is cool, too, yeah. He's yeah, a different I... breed, though. He's, he was a jazz drummer before he joined Kiss. That's right. So he's a jazz cat. That's why he wore the cat makeup, right? That's right. Ace That's was right. a fucking stoner, space space cadet, so That's of course right. he wears... Makeup, That's right? right, and of course Gene Simmons is a uh, Kabbalistic demon, right? Apparently, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he came right out of the fucking. <laughs> That's right, right out of the street, straight out of the Talmud, right? That's it. Goyim's be damned. And Paul just looks a little gay, so he wears the star on his eye. Right? There you go. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. I think we're going off on so many tangents, but any closing this is the words? One you've done so far. <laughs> me anyway. <laughs> Closing remarks, uh, we can all do better. Let's all focus on doing better. I know I am. I'm learning how to play guitar. I'm learning how to make my music as honest as possible. And, and you know, I'm trying my best to be the best me for, for myself, for my wife, for everyone around me, people I work with. I think it's just now is the time for us um, as people to uh, look inside, know thyself, um, and use that self uh, reflection 
to better ourselves and that will make the world a better place just in and of itself simple little things just like like you were saying subtle little things yeah, um, the world is a crazy you... place right now and and let's just do better look deeper um let's not you know have rash rash judgments um and yeah especially on things like the uh russia and ukraine man anything no matter what like, don't let anything uh you know, capture your your emotionality to the point where you gotta like, you know, be like, "Fuck Putin, he's evil." Blah 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 blah. That's right. And go oh. see the Batman. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I, go I, I haven't seen it yet. So I haven't seen it yet. Either. I'm so looking forward to it, though. Yeah, I, I hear it's really long and not action packed. So I'm definitely looking forward. Yeah. to it. I like noir. I like uh, to me. I like. I think Batman should be way more a noir like the de actual detective comic you know like it, what it was yeah of course designed to be um Dude, less i can't explosions I can't more I can't, acting for sure i can't wait for the flash yeah i'm not as uh, into the flash but i'll definitely i'm, I'm gonna watch yeah, i'm a huge flash uh the flash fan yeah uh, not flash gordon um, no. actually I do like the 80s Flash Gordon movie as fucking schlocky as it is but it's great yeah. but, uh, the Flash who's your favorite is... Flash Barry Allen Barry Allen the original right Barry Allen yeah um, <clears throat> close second is Wally West Wally West oh, and Jake Eric is fucking awesome too though did you like the original series they did in the 90s hell yeah <laughs> I really liked that one I thought the costume was, was really cool dude Mark Hamill was the trickster how could you not That's like right. that yeah I'm not a big fan of Mark Hamill anymore but I definitely appreciate a lot of the stuff he did especially Joker the voice of Joker. of course yeah but if anyone's but, uh, a tool now man my god Mark Hamill's a freaking tool oh yeah for sure um so they have Michael Keaton's Batman coming back in the Flash movie because the Flash goes through different timelines oh yeah that's right I want them to do a Batman Beyond That'd be cool too. It's been talked about, right? But uh, that would be amazing. I would love to see a Batman Beyond, and I would love to have them do some sort of crossover with like Batman Beyond, uh, with with um, Azrael, Azrael, right? Azrael, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So when he took over uh, for Batman after Batman got his back broken by Bane, um, I think that would be a cool movie to kind of have mix that storyline in. A little bit with Batman Beyond, I think, because then you would have kind of two bionic, you know. Fuck all that shit, dude. Let's go spawn Batman. Remember when they did that? Ooh, I don't know. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was early nineties. Yeah, I'm. I think I like Spawn. I don't know if I wanted to see that crossover, but it would definitely it's fucking be fucking awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah, but you know what else was fucking awesome? Freddy versus Jason. Come on. Uh, no, they ruined that <laughs> so badly. Remember how badly the fans wanted it? And we finally yeah. got it. And we were like, oh fuck, this sucks. Because New Line Cinema did it. That's why it sucks. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dude, okay, we're fucking rolling all over the place, but. But that's what we do. That's how we I know. roll, buddy. All over. We flow like water. <laughs> like Bruce Lee. Yeah. Like you got to do, a, if, if you want to keep us on task, you got to be like, you know, you got to make sure that you keep me on a straight path because I am <laughs> all over the place. Tangents. Anyway. That's love the best, you. Though. Love yeah, you. Man. Another great, great uh, 
episode i think oh yeah uh, man. for us anyway i don't know about you know your listeners and whatnot but but i have I think, fun well, i think the listeners like they're fans of you so yeah i don't know if they've given you any feedback at all i know that i've had people i've had you. some people yeah 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 and i wish i could push all these people to my band it's like follow the band not yeah, me. dude. Not Follow me. The Android. Android meme. Look up the Android meme. Uh, great, but no, yes, people have man, followed me. It's a great fucking band that sounds kick-ass, and they uh, and we got stuff coming up. So I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Apple Music to approve my access to the stupid profile for the band. That way, I can get this specific little U- URI number or something that then I can use with my distribution through DistroKid so when I upload the new song that way it connects and sends the song and uploads it to Apple Music as well. I've got everything for all the other ones done. So as soon as that happens then I can upload it and then I'll get the release date and then we can even I can even maybe come on and talk about the release date and maybe we can play like uh, some teasers, you know, some teaser clips and maybe even play debut the track on, on your show. Who knows? Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck you know great. So, you know, you, you know where I am. I'm here as long as I'm uh, not working or whatever. I'm I'm always down to do a show. Cool, man. Dude, I have a a, a close friend, uh Alan. And he does like fucking cinematography and shit. Not cinematography, but like he's he's a filmer, right? Yep. But he could do like I don't know. Fuck, throw a fucking party, like a listening party, man. Fuck. So what does this guy do? Does he do like animation stuff? Because that was he's, really. I need to find no. someone who's really good at putting together animated stuff. Um, I really I could probably. Do... I could probably. I do somebody. Yeah, cause I because I really want to do a music video, um, like an animated music video soon. We've got a really a... cool idea for "I Love Berlin," but it's gonna be live, like a live action video, not yeah, animated. not like animated. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll discuss. Cool, <laughs> love it, love you. Plug your, plug your Instagram shit. Plug the band. And... Yeah, just we're at uh, the Android meme underscore official and um you know there's look us up on facebook uh on spotify we gotta get those spotify numbers those are rookie numbers we gotta get those we gotta pump those numbers up um yeah yeah, and you know and and i know when we have the new songs and we can push that and um at least we are our new you know some got some new new pictures coming up we have a new logo that we've got up there on spotify too so uh, slowly but surely we're, we're getting getting the machine back up and running and, and hopefully we can you know build that that solid fan base and give something back to give something that people enjoy and and uh i can quit my uh my film job and stop working for pedophiles and make music for y'all right oh, wait wait i think there's somebody that wants to say hi to you Steph. who's that nigel Nigel, Nigel, come over here. Oh, like, listen. No, 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 no. This, it's, it's my goat, dude. Oh, the goat. That's right. What's your cat's name? My cat's name is Burger. Burger. That's right. Okay, so I Nigel, don't, I don't give a fuck about Burger right now. This is Nigel the Goat. Hey, hello, Stefano. How are you? Hey, Nigel. How are you, bud? I'm fucking fantastic. Uh, listening to uh, you guys uh, go all over the fucking place tonight. So. Uh, 
uh, I just wanted to say hi, you know, and uh, give you best wishes for your uh, the band, uh, the Android meme. So, uh, you yeah. are too kind, Nigel. You are too kind. You're a good goat, Nigel. Very good goat. Cool, man. So, yeah. So, I'll put all the fucking links in the show notes and shit, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll get you on another time. Love it. Have a good night. Cool, man. Friend. Good night, Stefano. Good night, Nigel. Good night, everybody. <laughs> You don't have to speak so sweetly to me, you know. I'm, uh, I'm a hard-headed god, so go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, the wife took care of me already today, so I'm good. Talk to you oh, later. Yeah. Okay, man. Peace Love out. You. Okay. Leave you, man. Good night. Thank you very much for listening to Red Pill Cartel. This is Nigel the Goat speaking. I might have got a little bit out of hand with uh, uh, interrupting the end of the show there with uh, Stefano, but we want to thank uh, Stefano Emilio for coming back to Red Pill Cartel. Uh, This is like, what, uh, four or five times now, maybe? Uh, Yeah, I think it's about four... This is his fourth appearance. Yes, I think he's uh, a fan favorite, no? Yeah, I think he's, I think he's up there in the, uh, the list of uh, most listeners. Yes, so we always give uh, great thanks to uh, Stefano, you know. But uh, any, anyway, with uh, with that being said, uh, we're going to uh, talk about uh, coffee. You like the coffee, Divi? You like the coffee in the morning? Yeah, like when I'm when I have a day off, I'll drink coffee. And uh <coughs> Owl Creek coffee is pretty fucking good, you know. Yes, uh it gives me a little bit of the, the uh, fucking jitters, you know, but uh it feels good. Uh, the Owl Creek coffee it tastes very good and uh, they have very many selections. And uh, if you go to owlcreekcoffee.com uh, you get uh, you do the, the shopping for the coffee and you put in uh, cartel 15 for the promo code and uh, you get the you get 15 percent off of that shit you know yeah 15 percent off you know and uh, tell about the proceeds man 10 percent of the proceeds oh yes uh, the 10 uh, percent of all proceeds uh, goes to uh, those who are uh, stricken with uh, uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, you know, uh, uh, these people are, uh, you know, uh, they're very, uh, fucking disabled, you know, and, uh... Can I be a little bit more empathetic than that? Sorry, Debbie, uh, you know, these people, uh, you know, they're, they're learning to live with what they got, but, uh, you know, they could use a little bit of a boost, you know, so... Uh, if you're a coffee drinker, go to owlcreekcoffee.com and, uh, you know, buy some coffee and uh, give 10% of your money to uh, those who are suffering, you know. So, anyways, anyways, uh, Davey gave me a little bit uh, too many fucking beers tonight, so I'm a little bit intoxicated, you know, so whatever, dude. Uh, you got to... Uh, you got to keep going, you know? Nigel, wrap it up. Sorry, sorry. Uh, you gave me uh, another tequila like five minutes ago, you know? So, Anyway, thank you for listening to the show again. I'm Nigel the Goat, and we are out. Right, Davey? Yeah.
Yes, Nigel. Go to sleep. You gotta go back to the barn, dude. I don't want to go back to that stinky fucking shit. Well, you gotta go, man. That's that's your home, you know? You gotta clean up your shit. Because I'm not gonna do it. Uh, dude, how am I gonna fucking uh, clean up uh, the, sh- the goat shit, you know? With my fucking hooves? All right, all right. I'll be out in like 10 minutes and clean up your shit so you can sleep tonight. Thank you, Davey. That's all I ask, you know? Fuck, not, not too much to ask, you know? Okay, let's go, let's go. Goodbye, cartel. <laughs>